Hey guys, it's Heaven from Just the Girl and True Crime. And I'm going to tell you guys about my sponsor, Anchor. Now you're probably thinking, what is Anchor? Well, I'm about to tell you. It's everything you need and the easiest way to start your own podcast all in one place. Anchor allows you to have all of these tools right at your hand from your phone or even for your computer. I know I use my phone and my computer phone if I want to upload something. You know, a little fresh when I'm on the go or at home on my computer when I'm sitting there Friday night doing nothing. When you're hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. It's everything you need to make a podcast just in one place. What are you guys waiting for? And I know you're probably thinking, how much did this cost you? Well, it's free. Totally free. If you want to get started, download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. You won't regret it. I didn't. Welcome back to Just a Girl and True Crime, guys. It's almost 5 o'clock here. Everybody's up. Um, It's almost Christmas. If you Hopefully you can get into the Christmas spirit. I'm trying to. If you heard that yelling, that's my old, that's my youngest. Um, so if you follow the Facebook group, I made a post saying, you know, I was going to try to upload and everything. And I was waiting on results for my COVID test. (coughs) Well, I got my, um, I got my COVID results back. And I tested positive for COVID. My youngest son, who is almost three, he tested positive for COVID as well. And somehow, my husband and our oldest son did not test positive for it, so they're negative. So they're lucky because I felt like death. My husband said I looked like death today, which, you know, that didn't really help loser and we can say what we want about him because he can't hear us so it's all right oh he says he can hear us but he's too busy into his game so it's okay so yeah christmas plans for us are canceled we can't go anywhere i can't go back to work until january 3rd so the new year when i was telling my one lead hey i'll see you next year i was kidding and i really Thought my test was going to be negative, but I had all but four symptoms of COVID, and I currently can't smell, but I can still taste because I just had a chocolate chip cookie. Turn it down. So, yeah, hopefully, you know, we all get, I get better, my youngest gets better, and I can go back to work because these aches are going to be the death of me, so you shall see. I've literally been, like, sleeping and laying on my couch a lot because I can't really get up. Um, so, yeah, that's my COVID thing. Also, I went over to my father-in-law's Sunday, and I was fine, and he went to Germany, and he, um, did, like, this boat tour, and he brought me home chocolate like that mozart chocolate from um austria 
And oh my god, guys, them little chocolate balls, Austria. I know you guys listen to me on my podcast. I'm gonna need you to send me some chocolate because, oh, it was so good. It it was really good. I even like the wafer too, and I'm not a big fan of the wafers, but they were good. They were super super good. Also, so that's like a little bit of business that I just wanted to take care of. <clears throat> um, I also want to say, you know, our last episode that we did on a child called It by David Pesler. Um, I said I didn't know how to pronounce his last name because when I listened to the Audible version, they said the um author, not author, like the narrator person. He pronounced it Peasler. And I said Peasler and Pesler, like, however, like, I didn't know how to pronounce it. Um, but I googled it, it's Pesler, but I got an email yesterday about it. And I, I don't like to reply to this type of stuff, but I replied. They basically said that if I know, they couldn't listen to the case because I couldn't get the author's name down correctly um and before i podcast i should know what i'm talking about and you know i'm not going to mention this person's name i thought about it because they sent me an email um she it was a she she said she couldn't listen to it after that and i told her i said it, you know it must be easy for you to troll behind your phone or your computer whatever you're doing and i told her and like this is to everybody if you don't like the podcast or if you're not interested in an episode, you don't have to listen. You can skip it. If my podcast is not for you, hey, I mean, skip it. You don't have to waste. You're not hurting me. You're making yourself look like an ass. And then I told her, you know, just have a nice day. And she just replied, lame. <laughs> and I never replied back. So I told her, I said, just don't listen to it. It's very simple. But anyway, as promised, we are going to be doing, I know I, did, I said it wasn't going to be like an urban legend because, you know, but it is because we're going to talk about Krampus and we're going to talk about a couple more Christmas spooky legends. Okay. So we're also, and I had to add more because Krampus was just a very short thing. There's no way I was going to be able to make it into like a 20, 30 minute podcast. So let's get started after i take a drink all right so krampus in central central european a popular legend he's half man no he's not half man heaven he's half goat half demon monster and he punishes misbehaving children at christmas time he is the devilish companion of Saint Nicholas. Krampus is believed to have origin, origin, originated Jesus in Germany. And his name, you know, comes from the German word Krampen, which means claw. Krampus was thought to have been part of, you know, pagan rituals for the uh, winter solace flip my page here 
according to the legend, he is the son of the Norse god of the underworld with the spread of, you know, Christianity. Krampus became associated with Christmas despite the effects or efforts by the Catholic Church to ban him. The creature and St. Nicholas are said to, you know, to arrive on the evening of December 5th, which is weird to me because I didn't look too much into that because we celebrate Christmas on, we celebrate Christmas on December 25th. I'm not sure how, where everybody else when they celebrate Christmas, I know like Canada celebrates um Thanksgiving I wanna say like a month. Hold on, we're gonna look it up. Okay, yeah. Cause Canadians celebrate Thanksgiving Monday, October like this, in 2022, they'll celebrate it Monday, October 10th in 2022. Okay, so it looks like everybody celebrates Christmas on December 25th, but I just wanted to make sure because I knew Thanksgiving was different. But, you know. Oh, okay. Anyway. So yeah, they came on December 5th, and I'm going to butcher this because I'm not German, but I have the English one as well. It's Kramp Krampusnacht, which, which means Krampus night, and while St. Nicholas rewards nice children by, you know, leaving them presents and stuff like that, Krampus beats those who are naughty with branches and sticks. In some cases, he's also said to eat them or he takes them to hell. Oof, that's rough. On December 6th, you know, the children wake up because St. Nick came the night before and, you know, they wake up and if they find gifts, you know, they've obviously been good kids. And, you know, if they have injuries, if Krampus didn't take them to the underworld or whatever, they have to actually nurse their injuries. So some festivities involving Krampus include the... Oh, Jesus. <laughs> the Krampusloft, which means Krampus run. And this activity, which often involves alcohol, people, you know, dressed as Krampus. And they parade through the streets, scaring spectators and sometimes chasing them. Beginning in the late 20th century, aimed efforts to pre-reserve a cultural, cultural heritage, Krampus runs became increasing, increasingly international. And the monster's growing appeal was evidenced by numerous horror films. Some claim that the expanding popularity of Krampus was a reaction to commercial, a reaction to um commercial commercialization Christmas. <clears throat> I've only seen one Christmas movie with Krampus, and that's the movie Krampus, and I loved 
loved that movie. It was good. But that's the only Krampus movie I've seen, but I don't know. So, that's really all I could find on Krampus, and I'm only 11 minutes into my podcast, so I decided to find some more different, like, Christmas legends, and I think we talked about, like, the one. Alright, so let's talk about Grula and her offspring. This is uh, where I found this takes place, and it takes place in Iceland. So this is another terror to youngsters. Ogre, gorilla, not gorilla. (laughs) We're going to call her Ogre G. Has been around since the 13th century and is said to have children who are trolls herself. 13 children to be exact, each with creepy Creepy names like Pot Scraper and dorm sl- Door Slammer. Someone's coming around slamming my doors. We're going to have some problems because you don't pay no bills in here, okay? Anyway, these Yule Lads, as they are called, emerge from a cave. And they assist their mom, who also, you know, is said to venture outside the cave as well. I gotta pause this so I can cough. Um... So they go out to the cave, you know, as long as the mother, rounding up naughty children to eat and be annoying. They like, they actually, you know, live up to their above mentioned names like Door Slammer and over the weeks leading up to Christmas. And here's a fun fact that I found. One like variation of Ogre G's tale over here. Mentions that she does have a husband who's named Luffy Lottie, who is just said to be lazy and he just hangs in the back of the cave when she just ventures out of this cave with her children. And they, you know, her and her children go eat these kids that are naughty. And the husband's like, yeah, that's fine, whatever. And everything like that. So, you know, that's that's normal. The next one we're going to talk about is Mari. We're going to call her Mari L. And this happens in Wales. And Mari is the textbook definition of a nightmare fuel. However, the iconic holiday tradition, which is said to be, um, you know, from some type of religious rite, like pagan, in the early 1800s, simply could not be left off of this list. The celebration takes place around Christmas time and involves Welsh residents donning horse skulls or placing a horse skull on a stick. Yeah, that seems normal, right? And then they head door to door while they, you know, just sing to homeowners. But, you know, it's okay because there is a silver lining to this terror. It said that if you wake up or whatever and see a skull on your doorstep, congratulations. You you are the receiver of good luck. If I saw a skull on my doorstep when I woke up and walked out my front door, I would not say I was the receiver of good luck. No, that doesn't seem right. 
Next, it, up next is Hands Trap. And the location is France. A classic tale, you know, of a man simply selling his soul to become rich in the 15th century. You know, we all dream to sell our soul, right? That's right, AJ. We don't. Good job. Um, as legend has it, this time around, once Greedy M. Trap did, so, you know, when he was going to sell his soul, the Catholic Church got word of it, and they decided to strip him of his wealth, and they told him, you can't live with us in society, and, you know, you just got to live alone because... We can't be having you sell your soul to Satan over here because that's not that's not who we are. We don't do that. You you could go do that far, far away from us, but you can't you can't do it here. You could do it anywhere else but here. So the lonely and mad trap, you know, lived out the rest of his days in a cabin high in the mountains, somewhere in Auslace Lorena or Lorraine. But one day, a small boy actually came across the dwelling, and a hungry, unstable trap cooked him for dinner. As fate would have it, though, before he could actually dig into his meal that he cooked, which is disgusting, he was struck by lightning, and he was killed. His story lives on into the form of a boogeyman-like fairy tale. That says he sometimes returns to civilization on Christmas, going door to door in search for, you know, his other, his next meal. And next up is... Okay, I tried to, like, Google this thing, so give me one second. I'm going to actually put it on my Google because I forgot how to pronounce it. I am recording. Yeah, mommy's recording now. Okay, so this is how we pronounce it. Let me make sure my volume's up. Calicans arose. Okay, so that's who we're going to be talking about. So yeah, they locate in Eastern Europe. From late Christmas to early January, these werewolf-like creatures reportedly come out. I can't read my own writing. (laughs) Or they come up. Oh, I got rid of it. Or they come up as they, you know, spend the rest of, they spend the rest of the year above ground. So that's pretty lit. And at night, you know, they play and they generally cause trouble after they've had their fill above ground, like mischievous stuff that they do. They then return back to their door home at the center of the earth so you know like hell 
And fun fact, them things that we that I played for you, they can only count to two. So I don't know what that means. Up next is the Yule Cat. And I'm pretty sure we covered this in a podcast already. But in case we didn't, we're going to talk about it now. The Yule Cat. It's located in Iceland, and Iceland seems to have no shortage of Christmas terrors, and the Yule Cat is certainly a force on that list that can be reckoned with. In short, Yule Cat is a giant cat who punishes people for not working hard. You know, normal. Legend has it that this, you know, wisp animal once roamed the Icelandic countryside looking for those, especially children, around the holidays who had not received clothing or done their chores. For a little more context, kids who worked hard throughout the year were treated to fresh garments just before the new year. Those who didn't were, um, you know, obviously deemed lazy, and the Yule Cat feeds off of such laziness, literally. A fun fact, you know, is that some... Tales specified that the Yule Cat actually belonged to Ogre G Lady over here that we talked about. And she used this cat for like some like hunting pet of some type of sorts. Additionally, the Yule Cat was used as a driving force for employees to ensure that their workers actually made their quota. Because listen, if my employer came up to me and said, Heaven, if you don't get 160 tags done by the end of the day, you're getting fed to the Yule Cat, I'd be like, shit, okay, let me, um, let me get on that, boss. And lastly, we are going to be talking about, I couldn't pronounce this one either, so I'm going to play it. Okay, that's what we're going to be talking about. And location is in Austria, Germany. And a witch who calls the Austrian mountains home. She goes on a little vacation, so to speak, every 12 days of Christmas. To murdered viva disembowelment those who have been bad. And, you know, if people are good and living in the area where she scours, they could eventually find or wake up to a silver coin at some point in these 12 days. But in a plot twist of some sort, she actually is celebrated by fearless fairy tale fans in some villages who don masks as a part of festivals and view her as a powerful figure whom holiday demons like Krampus or participants of arguably of the arguably cursed SantaCon stand no chance against. And guys, that is Krampus and the other urban legends that we did towards Christmas. Um, I just wanted to get one out since Friday I'm obviously not going to be able to 
podcast because it's Christmas Eve and Saturday's Christmas, so I wanted to get this out early. And my back's starting to hurt, so my Tylenol's starting to finally wear off. Which means I'm going to be bedridden to my couch because of COVID. <laughs> but, um, I hope you guys have a good Christmas. You have a good New Year's. Hope you stay safe. Wear your mask. You know, just, just enjoy spending time with family. Because... They're great. That's all we have. Like I posted on my fa my personal Facebook because like before I found out my kid, my youngest tested positive for COVID. I was like, you know, hug your babies extra tight because I can't, and I have to do air kisses with my oldest and air hugs, and it's <laughs> it's rough. So guys, that's it. Um, enjoy the holidays. And I'll be talking to you guys later, and I don't know what we're doing next, so we'll figure this out, but, and that's it because my kids are starting to scream, so I have to hop off here, but remember, spread love, not hate, much love, heaven, and I'll be talking to you guys in the next one. Bye!